in, kid. Welcome to the very bad batch of Explosion Networks after show, breaking down, discussing, and reviewing each episode of the Disney Plus original Star Wars series, Star Wars The Bad Batch. My name's Don Blight, and joining me, Ashley Holbrook. Hey, John, excited to be here on another very bad batch. Good one. That's exactly what it is. Uh, this week's episode, episode four, Cornered, mm. directed by Christian Taylor, written by Matt Mishnoffitz. Uh, synopsis was, the Bad Batch's supply run goes awry. Goes awry. very simple. Yeah. Awry. Very simple. What'd that say? Array. <laughs> well, you know what? Could have. Maybe could, that's could how have. it's pronounced in the Star Wars universe. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it goes it goes it goes away yeah you know what i'm saying it goes yeah. away yeah uh overall thoughts on this week's episode ash yeah it was a good fun episode like very pretty action heavy um interesting like there's some small implications as to what the future holds for the bad batch uh bringing up how they're actually going to survive <laughs> i guess uh going forward uh and then also bringing fennec in from who we've all know from the Mandalorian. Uh, it's like this badass bunny, bounty hunter. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, very action heavy, and yeah, all funny, having a lot of funny moments, you know, uh, including selling, uh, <laughs> selling, what's his face? Echo. Is it Echo? Yeah. Yep. Selling Echo as a droid. Yep. Yeah. Um, Surely yeah. that's a, that, 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 that's got to be a swindle that's done a lot. You would think. I, believe he, I've seen, I think he only gets away with it because he's missing an arm, maybe. I swear I've seen it done before when someone's dressed as a droid. Or I'm just making that up. But I, I, I was thinking watching that. I'm like, I swear this bit's been done before. Uh, but yeah, this was... Well, this is the shortest episode so far. I think it was 24 minutes or something like that. Like it was the... Sounds about the, right. The shortest of the bunch so far. And it, yeah, it was, a, it was a very simple... Shortest of the batch so far? Yes, yeah, so the shortest of the batch so far. Good job. Uh, very straight to the point, just mostly action-heavy episode with a few uh, jokes written in for it. But uh, I could like the number one thing I just write down is like this: this episode is just very heavily, obviously, influenced by Attack of the Clones and that the opening sequence of Attack of the Clones. You know, like the 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 chase sequence, the the vehicles. You know. So, Jumping between them, even um, Fennec Shan's bounty hunter design is almost like the um, the the bounty hunter that's trying to kill Padme at the start of that, you know, with the hmm. the thing covering her face and all this sort of stuff. So that's what I was, I was just making me think of, and I think I think out of all the episodes so far in this show, even though I feel like I've said this nearly every episode, I feel like this episode being a lot more action heavy and having this cool action sequence where they're jumping between ships and chasing after one another and whatever. Uh, it really does showcase how much better the animation is compared to uh, yesteryear seasons of the Clone Wars. Cause this was a very good looking action heavy episode, you know, like it's very pretty, very well animated, these sorts of things. And uh, you know, you, you maybe don't appreciate it as much cause you haven't watched all of the Clone Wars and you, you haven't watched season one and then come to this and gone, oh my God, like... <laughs> like it's super pretty, a, yeah. Yeah, like the... <laughs> things come a, a long way, but 
that's a can't help but keep thinking. And maybe it's a little bit different because I I always just keep comparing it to Clone Wars because it looks it is basically just a Clone Wars. So um, can't help just but keep thinking about it. But yeah, other than the action scenes and the Phoenix Shan stuff, which we'll come back to in a second, there wasn't too much overall plot in this. And I was somewhat surprised we didn't get a single scene flashing away to, because I was saying last week how it seemed like every episode that was always going to show us a little bit of what was happening on the other side, a little bit what which what was happening to mm. um, Maybe it's, Quick Shot. It's every second episode. Every odd episode, it looks like. Yeah, maybe, but I thought we might. I thought, I thought at the end of the episode was going to get, you know, just that 30 second like oh here's what's happening kind of thing but we didn't even get that so that would be yeah, weird know. it's like here's all these people we haven't seen for an entire episode what they-, they wouldn't have done that during the clone wars uh i don't know if they've done it close but they definitely do it like mandalorian you know it's like spin a whole episode and they cut away to gideon and he's like more ho 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 here come yes. the dark troopers you know credits kind of thing so I think that's too far out of the thing. But, uh, yeah, so Fennec, Fennec Shan, uh, of course, introduced in The Mandalorian Season 1 in that one episode playing a bounty hunter. And she was introduced as a bad person. Like, she was introduced as a antagonist. and But it was during Season 2 that she came around and now we're like, oh, she's on the good guy side because she comes back in with, obviously spoilers for Mandalorian here, but <laughs> she comes shows back up with uh, old mate Boba Fett and owes him a, a life debt or whatever. So now she's, throughout her whole appearance in season two, sort of trained to think of her as a, a good guy now, like a good bounty hunter or a bounty hunter with a conscience or something like that. But now in this show, obviously... What, 20 odd years or whatever it is yeah 20 odd years i guess maybe yeah, yeah roughly um maybe pushing 30 pushing towards 30 i think uh before her mandalorian appearance so she must be quite young here early days like probably yeah. early i guess early 20s well, she or just something. ages really well well she could be you well know, i mean alien but it's probably both <laughs> yeah i mean alien i was trying because i looked up when ming now when like so she's born in uh, she says she's born in 63. So what would that make her? Like, do the, do the quick maths on that. Like 50, 50 nearly pushing 60. 50 something. I don't yeah. want to say specifically. It's pretty rude. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's public knowledge. But my point being, I think the age, like she's playing her age in The Mandalorian mm. and having this be like that 20, maybe pushing 30 years earlier. And like it can't just make sense for a character anyway yeah. uh but yeah it was kind of weird watching this again and having her just be this straight up bad guy you know like just seeing her just shoot what i presume yeah, were basically it's all about officers. perspective let's be honest but <laughs> but she like straight up kills like cops basically yeah, or this this planet's cops they're, they're not stormtroopers they're the they're, thing that made me laugh cops. the most is she like full-on throws this guy the speed the speeder owner just straight out of the car. Probably like yep. 30, 40 meters up in the air. He's, He's dead, dead for sure. Yeah. He's definitely dead. But they, they don't really play around with the, oh, she probably just shot him in the shoulder or they survived. No. It's like, no, 
She literally turns around, grabs a gun, shoots someone straight in the chest. Kills. All right, dead. Yeah. Chuck someone to their death. A lot of actual people getting shot in this. <clears throat> yeah, again, we're just continuing that. So, yeah, how, how do you feel about having to watch her as a, a bad guy again? Was it weird um, or no? No, you know? I don't think so. I think it, it, obviously Mandalorian's been, what, six, seven months removed. I guess she was only in like a handful of episodes. So, yeah, it was fine. Obviously, we knew that's where her beginnings were. So, to jump back to that, I don't think it's too weird i thought it was interesting that like of course we've watched the mandalorian we know we recognize the voice and that kind of stuff but for anybody who hasn't watched the mandalorian they wouldn't know who that was <laughs> she's never her name is never brought up or i think she's just a credits. cool badass <laughs> that's yeah. true she's just a cool badass bounty hunter is chasing down omega but you don't need to know who she is no anyway, it's not so important. it doesn't really matter no so it's, it's not important it doesn't it's 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 what, no, but it's if that's your that first that's, exposure to Fennec, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you like. Yeah, I like but, that character, except she's punching the heroes. <laughs> so, this is what I was saying, though. Like for the most part, I think Star Wars does this pretty well. Where, and I know we've kind of talked about it on other things. Where, you know, like if I know of a character from something and they show up in something else, like is that bad or good or whatever? And I, I feel like for the most part, Star Wars has always done a good job of making the characters stand out and enjoyable on their own but also like i always think of that saw guerrera in rogue one right everyone else watching that movie who's never watched clan wars is like well, that's an interesting fucking character being played by forrest whitaker i'm sitting there going man how did saw guerrera go from where he was in the clone wars <laughs> to being this absolute crazy nut in this you know what i mean like but it didn't affect how anyone who hadn't seen the Clone Wars watched and viewed that character, and you know there there is other examples of of that of uh, of course, but you know I don't, I think this is another one where it's like well if you never watched the Mandalorian and maybe just like watching animated stuff or whatever and you didn't really care for it you, you're not gonna you're not missing out there's nothing here that you need to have watched the Mandalorian for especially because it's a prequel you know well, ultimately what does our knowledge of the Mandalorian affect watching this? Other than me, it, nothing. It just makes me sit here and go bring up this question of, man, it felt weird to to watch her be a bad guy again. <laughs> like, that that's literally it. There's no story beat. <laughs> there's no, like, other than maybe, I guess, knowing that she's not going to die. Like, the bad badge isn't going to kill her, ultimately, by the end of this. Because it seems, that was the other thing, by the end of this episode, it seems to be teased that this wasn't a one-off sort of cameo random appearance. No, that she's going to be she's a going to, threat. Yeah, she's going to be uh, chasing them across the galaxy. Um, wait, I was going to say, who who do you think hired her? The the cloning people. Yeah, just going I, for the as obvious. soon as she she showed up on the little transponder, I'm like, shit, Dylan was right. <laughs> they need Omega. <laughs> yeah, told you. <laughs> I don't think she's like still the super clone. You think she is, but but she's at least something special. She's important. She's she's so so yeah. Obviously, I think the Kamen Kamen I can never say it ever. Kamenians Kamenoans Kamenoans I think is the plural. I believe Kamenoans. I yeah. don't know. I'm not. Uh, Kamenoans. That's what we're going with. I believe the fact that they have obviously hired a bounty hunter to take her in alive. Important. And the fact that they only want her and don't want any of the Bad Batch. Look, it adds a little bit of credence to my theory. <laughs> Come on. Like, 
They don't need any of the Bad Batch. And I, I saw someone tweeting about this, like, oh, why, if you had the Bad Batch who are, like, sort of super-powered, why wouldn't you just make a bunch of clones of them? And I know this is one of those sort of dumb excuses, but it's a Star Wars is a sci-fi thing, and ultimately you've just got to ex- take dumb, silly excuses sometimes. But the answer is because they're anomalies and they obviously can't just clone them. Like you just like some things you just kind of have to accept as reasons, you know, like just don't try and don't go too deep down the rabbit hole of why can't they just clone more of the, the bad batch and make them all into stormtroopers? Cause the answer is just, there must be a reason or else the whole show, the whole Star Wars universe kind of falls apart. <laughs> like in a world where they could <laughs> just clone the bad batch. Yeah. Why didn't they just clone them a thousand times? And turn them into stormtroopers. And that was... Luke Luke would have fucking died. You know? Episode 4 would have ended with Luke dying. Stormtroopers would have actually hit him. Because it was a bunch of cloned bad batch troopers instead. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, we would have changed the way everything goes. So just, yeah, just don't go down that road. Don't think about that. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, anything else stand out to you on this episode? I mean, it it is an interesting conundrum of how they're going to survive... With the Empire pretty much chasing them. No money. No supplies. Need help. Yeah, maybe. Interesting that the the plans at the start of the episode of just gonna wait wait it out, I guess. Um, or like what what are they gonna do for the rest of the season? Or are they just, they're gonna constantly be on the run for the rest of the season, I guess. Well they're gonna be on the run for the rest of the season. There's there's no uh-huh. way they can like settle down somewhere. No, which is, yeah, they they need to find help, and I still believe that has to be Rex. because yeah, Not only because that makes sense, but also because they've already sort of set that up as yep. Rex, being, Rex being a couple hours ahead of them, basically, that sort of road trip kind of thing. Like, I know it's a whole galaxy, but... Yeah, Rex is the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Let's go with <laughs> Uh, what what exactly Rex could do for them? I don't know because he he would be as fucked as they are at this point. But maybe he's able to give them a little bit of help or push them in the right direction. I, I, again, honestly, at this stage, I wouldn't be. Sur- I know a lot of people would kind of hate it, and I I don't know if I'd love it either. But I wouldn't be surprised even if they have someone like Ahsoka help them, which I don't really want. No, but. I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised solely because they're like, they're doing this whole like, let's put cameos of people in who are getting their own shows. You know, like that whole sort of like thing that they, they want to do. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it could be a thing. Could be a thing. I just don't want to see that. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see Ahsoka, uh, let's say a couple months removed from the way the Clone Wars ends with her dropping her lightsabers in utter defeat and disgust of the the finale of that show. Like, I just don't want to see her now. Like, I just thought, hey, guys, can you help us? She'd be like, no. 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 And I'd be like, good for you, Ahsoka. Don't help them. No. Don't just, point. Well, you need a break. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't like, exactly fit with her going into the Rebels, right? If she were no. to show up and help a bunch or just, of people. Yeah. Just... Well, she's supposed to, like, I, like, in this period, she's would be working through a lot, like, mentally, mm. before she reaches that position of ever wanting to get back into the fight. Um, 
Yeah, so it, I don't want it. I'm just going to say I wouldn't be surprised. That's 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 where I'm at. I don't want it. I just wouldn't be surprised. Rex is the more likely person to be like, oh, we found him. Help you push an attraction. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what they'll be doing next week. It's uh, They definitely need to have someone show up in the next two episodes, though, or like someone to help push them in a certain direction, because I just don't know how many more episodes of Land on Planet, Planet Fennec, or someone else shows up. Or uh, We cause chaos. Yeah. We made a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, they could do it for maybe another one or two episodes with different sort of takes on that as long as they were sort of drip feeding um like little bits of pushes of mm. them going certain directions but yeah, i definitely feel like they need to within hopefully the next episode have someone or figure out some sort of plan of of new action and, and yeah. give this show in general a direction for for what like, they're actually doing other than just surviving and it might be this point. them trying to figure out what omega is and why yeah. they want to yeah again i can't help but feel this is this show's feeling very similar to season one of mandalorian in a lot of ways at this point do you not do you feel or no, no. just they're, they're they're being someone that they're trying to save that the bad guys want that the the main character doesn't understand what's so special about them and us as an audience also don't understand what's so special but you know what i mean that, like there's yeah that's fair that like I know there's a lot of differences, but ultimately I just mean like boiling down those sorts of points. The I base can't help points, it. yeah, yeah. It just feels very similar to season one of Mandalorian if you boil it down to that. Very different shows them- thematically and yeah. character wise, and obviously the animated. And this is more uh, a lot more lighthearted and a um, lot more planets and this sort of thing so far. Yeah. But like t- just that sort of stuff, story beats we're hitting on so far, and like the mystery aspect of it. Yeah, just can't help but make me think of Mando. So uh, maybe we'll get to episode six, and he'll they'll return to the mm. the Caminino the Kamen- and <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the go have a shootout there, and I don't know, a bunch of other clones will help them out or <laughs> something. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, they'll do it for this week's episode, another episode of the Very Bad Batch. Please subscribe to Holocron Entries for all our great Star Wars content. Uh, you can follow all of our Twitters by heading to explosionhub.com slash Twitter and join our Discord, explosionhub.com slash Discord. If you like this episode and you'd like to tell us that, you can head on over to explosionhub.com slash support us to either donate as little as a dollar to our Kofi page or buy an Explosion Network shirt or find ways to uh, leave nice notes and other sorts of things and just check out the website while you're there. Until next week. You got Dylan, what kind of joke? Dylan. Yep, yep. I don't think they ever paid the depot manager for like their time in there. And the fuel refueling. So if I ever came back, he would say, "Pay me what you owe me. Don't act like you forgot. Bad batch better have my money." <laughs> <laughs>